like you. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts by searching for Feats and Fables. We stream Monday nights from 8 to 10 Eastern on Twitch. This is a special Labor Day edition that is starting an hour earlier. The video will be up on YouTube in the audio and podcast form around midweek or so. I'm Paige Lightman, your DM, and I would like to welcome you to Aglarond. Aglarond is a peaceful pastoral nation of half-elves. Our heroes are part of the foresters, elite scouts and rangers charged with defending Aglarond's borders, particularly against undead from the evil fascist nation of Thay. Currently, our heroes are on patrol in the Umber Marshes between these two countries. Let's meet our heroes. First, we have Victor Toussaint, a human eldritch knight fighter played by Ron Frankie. One dragon down. Then we have Wildfire, a fire genasi evoker wizard played by Joe Streaky. I mean, he didn't even hit that hard. We also have Ross, a lizard folk totem barbarian played by Coda of Codab Games. Hello, everyone. Also, there's Mira, a water genasi circle of the land druid played by Dr. Andrew Huang. Why, hello, hello. And last, but certainly not least, we have Silvio, a Seder College of Eloquence bard, played by Ben Heisler. Hello, hello, hello. Previously on Feats and Fables, our heroes confronted a black dragon that had been lurking around in this area of the marshes. Uh, It had progeny with large spiders, creating dragon spider spider dragons. Our heroes entered entered its lair, and even though they were flanked, they managed to emerge The big question is, what are they going to do next? Let's join them on the battle map. I don't know about the rest of you, but after that, I'm gonna need a bit of a break. Uh, we will probably have uh, plenty of things we need to do during this break, depending on uh, what Mira, that spider is Mira. Mira, if that is you, uh, do uh, arm dance. I wave, uh, a, cu- I wave a, cu- a few different hands at uh, my compatriot so as not to get sniped off the ceiling. Ah, yes, uh, depending on what Mira and I find over here. Hmm. And I might be able to do something with this body. Black dragon scales are quite valuable. Try and mutilate its report, corpse respectfully. It is a sentient creature, after all. Only the best. It was a sentient creature. Ha <laughs> Man's got a point. I will also carefully make my way towards where we think the treasure is. Well, after all, he did turn both of our commanders into very tasteful uh, lanterns, so, you know. (laughs) All right, well, as I had said last week, you had seen some sort of glitter of something metallic up on this ledge, but you've got 
basically a, a 12 foot leap here and a 12 foot leap here to get up there. Uh, for Victor, that shouldn't be much of a problem. And for Silvio, that is not much of a problem. Because Goat has anti-gravity hooves. So I will shine my torch in that area. All right. All right, you see a sparkle of, uh, of lucre uh, lining the uh, bottom of this area, but it's all been like covered over with lots of mud as if something has been rolling about in the mud and then coming in here and rolling about in here as well. Uh, but you do see even uh, the twinkle of uh, gold and perhaps platinum in, uh, in the muck. You also see uh, what appear to be several skeletonized corpses. One actually has some rather dried up bits of grisly stuff on it still. Uh, they are dressed in the dregs of armor. And you can see uh, a couple of backpacks that look like they're full of things. Well, I suppose we start uh, pulling these things out and uh, tossing them down so that we can uh, examine them together. I'll crawl up there and uh, use my eight legs to expedite this by picking things out carefully. And since I have, you know, all of the various blind and dark senses, this should be, this should be quick. Sure, that is no problem. You start uh, handing down uh, uh, all of the different items that you're finding, and uh, you it's just big handfuls of treasure at one point, muddy coins for the longest time. But uh, once you start looking around on the corpses, uh, you find, uh, you know, an amulet. The leather armor looks uh, suspiciously clean. Even though it's been laying in the mud, it's like just as soon as you pick it up, it's it's clean again. Obviously a magical effect. Uh, you also find a brand new looking quiver full of arrows that even in the darkness have a faint uh, bluish shine on them. As well as uh, a whole trove of other items that you think might be suspiciously magical. Ooh. I think we've run across the, uh, the dragon's horde. Excellent. I'll use prestidigitation to clean the items as they get extracted. Uh, and I will sit back uh, and begin ritually preparing to detect magic to uh, make sure we set aside the items that are just treasure from the items that are magical treasure. I love the little assembly line that y'all have set up here. It's like Mira hands it down, Victor cleans it off, Silvio identifies and sorts. It's beautiful. Right, and Wildfire stores it away. Don't ask questions. It's fine. <laughs> Pockets it. So uh, it's about 3,000 GP of coins, gems, trade bars, and other things that are immediately spendable. Wow. Liquid, liquid GP. Oh. You also find, uh, uh, as you pick it up out of the muck, it again sheds the, the muck immediately, a suit of chainmail 
that uh, is as fine as silk and is extremely light. Very nice. All right, so the total list of what you find that is magical is uh, 20 arrows, uh, the quiver that they came in, an amulet shaped like a stag's head, leather armor that has uh, uh, like stamped into it a beautiful uh, a uh, pattern of leaves and vines. Some well-made boots that are kind of a dark brown color. And uh, they they seem to, when you put them on the muck, they change to more of a, like a charcoal color. But then when you put them in a spot where it's got actually some moss, they change almost to a greenish color. So they seem to kind of adapt to the environment. Uh, a magical racer that has uh, several small but wicked looking throwing knives in it. Hmm. Hmm. A fancy hat. <laughs> how, a, how fancy? Can you quantify that fanciness? Uh, I only have uh, qualitative measurements of fanciness, but mm. it has a uh, like a fish skin uh, hat band that is iridescent. Hmm. That's uh, pretty exciting. That's what we're going to come to blows over. To figure out how fancy, someone will need to pet it for a short rest. Yes. Uh, there is a book with a, uh, a series of globes on the front that look like they have like green and blue jigsaw puzzle-ish designs. You're not sure why they'd be round. Uh... And it's locked. A lantern that is unlit. It, um, composed. It's uh, made out of silver that's gone black with age. And the joints of the lantern look almost like bones. Eight <laughs> potions that are all in a, a carry case. But all the, the paper, or it's got shreds of paper in there that just disintegrates as soon as you touch it. Those were probably the instructions. What, as and, if they've been dipped in some sort of acid? Uh, probably, probably. Mm. And a ring that is cold to the touch and has a skeleton head on it that is winking at you. And in the, the unwinked eye, it's got a small yellow gem. Hmm. Wait, so the skull is actually winking? Or like well, it's, it it's not um It's animated. just like deformed? Like what what's yes. what's happening here? Yes. It's like it's like as if the skull might be mobile. I don't know, it's a skull that's winking. Just use oh, your imagination. No, no, okay. Okay. How does D D even work? How does D D even work? How does winking work? Ooh. Well, first, it usually requires eyelids of some sort, which skulls well, it's just, it's famously just, don't have. It's just the occipital bones are mashed together. Mm. Oh, of course, 
occipital bones. Have you never seen a Disney movie ever? Plenty of skeletons have winked. Come on. Or Skeletor. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Although Skeletor was renowned for his winking. That's true. Hey, he man, wink. How you doing? Well, I think uh, per wildfire suggestion, we should definitely do a short rest where we all crater some cradle something that looks promising and then probably re- repeat because I think there's more than six magical things. Well, you say that, but instead I can just, how long does this take? It takes 10 minutes to richly cast a spell? Uh, depends on the spell, but yes. For Identify. I will just get out a pearl and an owl's feather and start going over the items one by one. Now you act like a wizard. Sylvia, you want to start at that end and I'll start at this end? Uh, I have the ability to do detect magic. I do not have uh, the time or inclination with which to actually identify things. So this is all you, my friend. Oh, could you verify that they're all magic before I hit them then? Uh, I have already done that, but I will double check. Excellent. I was about to say, I hear dice rolling. Why are dice rolling? You don't have to roll dice to detect magic. I was really taking a short rest and getting some some hit dice. Using I'm some sorry. Hit dice. I assumed we were short resting because I'm sitting at nine health hit points. And I got like, one hit point, but you know what's more important than hit points? Loot. Squirt, 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 squirt. Just blood everywhere. I've got one hit point. Play me the tiniest little violin. You know, I mean, you only need the last hit point. Right. So we're not playing and taking a long rest, right? This is definitely short rest. I earned um, this hit point by rolling a natural 20, I'll have you know. It is my hit point. No one gave it to me, just like on the mean streets. Wildfire, I don't think- you think you should sit down and maybe cover up some of your wounds before you bleed over Victor's nice, clean treasures they're all magical you see so the blood doesn't really affect them that much unless mm. it's anything required to activate them in which case perhaps <laughs> the ring will suddenly start uh, flying around or something that's that would, like be... would be oh, that would be awesome i hope that happens although i suppose in that instance you wouldn't need the 10 minutes to identify that item well, i mean to be fair if an item started doing that i would still need some time to figure out what the that item is because i don't know what item would be activated by blood and would fly around that sounds amazing i'm in Hmm. what time of day is it it's mid-morning mid-morning huh so it's a little early to take a long rest nah so joe what are you identifying first um, can I get a text list page of somewhere? Is that a thing that is available to me? I put it into the Roll20 chat. Excellent, thank you. See if there's... Oh, there's a book I missed. Well, I start with a book. All right, so uh, you... I gotta look this up, because this is, this is a cool one. Well, um... Someone will always be at watch at the entrance at the two entrances um, during this, just in case. 
So, Joe, uh, it, it is a book, and you unlock it because uh, it's got a little latch. It's not not a lock. It's got like a latch to keep it closed. I have and Dave's it, tools page if it's actually locked. It's not. Uh, and it, but it's it's really heavily built. Uh, it's it's clearly a field journal. Like it's got a thick leather cover, and the uh, the corners of it are brass bound, and uh, the pages uh, are the type where you can um, put more in and take some out if you need to. And mm-hmm. every different page has a map of some different kind of terrain. Ooh. Okay, I cast identify on it. Okay. Uh, it is something known as Elder Cartographer's Glossography. It is a magical book that, when consulted, uh, and if you take a minute of game time to consult it, you will grant uh, get advantage on intelligence or wisdom checks related to geographical features or locations. Cool. What's it called plus, again? Plus, it always, uh, if you sketch a map into it, it is uh, more accurate and displays quite prettily on the pages. Is it odd that it says property of Page Lightsman on the inside cover? I don't think so. I mean, do you know a Page Lightman? I don't. Mira Maybe is instantly interested in this concept. Sure, I'll hand it over. All right, I will continue on down to the the ring that is cold to the touch. Was I muted? No, no, but nope, page. I was. <laughs> page is loading. Sorry, I'm, I'm having. Uh, I'm not used to doing this on push to talk, so the switch to push to talk is interesting. And the game that I am, the D and D game that I am used to using push to talk for, my push to talk button is a completely different button. So I'm That's... losing my mind. You all just trying. need like a mutually exclusive microphone lockout switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that would be wise. If you've got one of those, let me know. The ring is a ring of obscuring, which allows you to cast Fog Cloud a few times a day. Ooh, nice. Okay. Dakota, it's got a picture of the winking uh, skeleton in it. Or winking skull in it. That's an interesting motif for a ring that creates a fog cloud. Move on to the lantern. The lantern is a lamp. The lantern is a lantern of uh, revealing. Wow. Which uh, makes invisible creatures visible. But the the joints of the lantern look like bones, and the uh, uh, 
decor around the rim looks like bone, so it's got kind of a bone motif. And the light that emanates from it is a weird, bright, bluish-green looking light. Very ghostly. That's that's interesting. Interesting. Uh, fancy hat. So as you take a moment to cogitate upon the fancy hat, uh, the iridescent fish skin uh, hat band on it, you realize is made out of a small portion <clears throat> of scales from a uh, juvenile dragon turtle. Huh. And it is actually a cap of water breathing. Ooh. Hmm. Interesting. And then the bracers. Whoever takes that hat, by the way, I've got some projects you're going to have to work with me on. <laughs> as long as I come out with an MBA, it'll be fine. <laughs> You'll go get course credit. Okay, okay. All right, so the the bracer has, uh, like I said, several thin, wicked-looking throwing daggers strapped to it. It is a bracer of flying daggers. As an action, you can pull two of those magic daggers, because they're magic, and immediately throw them, making a ranged attack with each dagger. And uh, the dagger vanishes if you don't use it immediately, and they disappear right after they hit or miss, and it never runs out of daggers. Nice. It's pretty cool. So the daggers are treated as magical weapons? They are. <clears throat> yeah, are the... be... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, so that'd be great for our rogue. <laughs> I mean, you guys can can multi-class. Paige, are the da daggers magical when they strike, or are they just magical when they're created out of the bracers? They're magical when they strike. Okay, That's pretty hot. And the implication is you get basically two ranged dagger attacks for the cost of one action, mm -hmm. which is pretty great. Yeah. Which, if you have some other pew-pew dagger throwy kind of things, is a pretty good combo. Yeah, totally. Leather armor. Leather. Uh, it is plus one leather armor. Ooh. And it is an elven style. A, an old elven style. Nice. Uh, the quiver. It is a quiver of Ilana. Ooh. To hold <clears throat> a, a lot, a lot of arrows. Let me put that in the VPT. <laughs> like, how many, how many is a lot? And does it have to be arrows? <laughs> 60 arrows, bolts, or similar object. 18 javelins. Uh, six bows, quarterstaffs, or spears. Hmm. So it doesn't have to be arrows, but... 60 skewers of kebabs. <laughs> well, I mean, it holds... Those are all additive. So it holds 60 arrows and 18 javelins and six bows. Wow. It, it holds the skewers, but when you pull the skewers out, they don't have any meat on them. 
Oh. It doesn't hold the meat. It just holds the skewer itself. Curses! Extra-dimensional spaces are a biatch. But if you make an arrow out of meat... Yeah. <laughs> Gross. And you're golden. There you go. Can I identify all the arrows together, Paige? Yeah, they're, you identify them as a unit. There are 20 plus two arrows. Plus two? Plus two, which, fancy. Which perfectly fit into your fancy new quiver. <laughs> hmm. We'll need to discuss how recovering ammunition in this game with plus two arrows. Dang. Yeah. I believe magic ammunition once shot is done. Well, that's fair. You might I... be able to recover the arrow, but it won't be magic anymore. Sure. Fair enough. Uh, the amulet. The amulet is an amulet of proof against detection and location. Ooh. Ooh. Our rogue is just getting decked out. <laughs> I say our rogue. I imagine one of the corpses was probably a rogue. A rogue, yep. And then the suit of chainmail. You also have boots. Boots, boots, He's boots. saving the best for last. Everyone uh, wants uh, uh, Suit of chainmail is the one... You're right. The, and then was the wrong term. We have both boots and also potions left. Yes, the uh, chainmail is elven chain. I don't actually know what that does off the top of my head. It's good armor for a rogue. <laughs> I'm Excellent. sensing a theme here. Well, I mean, I just... it makes sense. We, we literally found like two adventurer corpses. So, uh -huh. I mean, it would make sense if we found gear sets for two adventurers. He ain't wrong. But I mean, it's, should, should I just remort? Should I just remort into a rogue? Is that what's going on here? Am I am I, am I getting a message? No, I think you can. The cool thing about oven chain is you can wear it without proficiency. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, um, it actually would probably be fine for you. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, it actually actually would be really nice for me, wouldn't it? I mean, I think you're currently rocking like a twelve AC or something. Uh -huh, <laughs> you yep. Get to thirteen. Sure am. Sure am. <laughs> Um, plus some decks, I would imagine. Maybe not. Uh, I think you get decks for the yeah. chainmail. Up to two. Uh, All I got is the two. And then the the boots are boots of elven kind. Ooh. Elven kind. I'm guessing one of our poor adventurers was an elf. That's pretty great. They might have been, or perhaps they were just a elf aficionado. Like, you do not have to be an elf with which to wear this elven chain or these elven boots. I mean, they could have... We're all basically half-elves in, uh, in this neck of the woods anyway. And then the potions. The potions are very rare ones. They're actually antidotes to mummy rot. <laughs> All right. That's what we call foreshadowing. I, minus, minus. I downvote. Downvote. Mummy rot. I look forward to when we return to base and we say, we found these antidotes to mummy rot. Mummy rot. We'll get turn them into the commissary since we won't run into mummies out in the swamp. And then. And then. And so, who wants what? 
Hmm. I am certainly interested in the elven chain and the elven boots. I like to, I'm an elven poser functionally. <laughs> Uh, I would definitely like the plus two arrows. Unlike Shadowrun, I don't think you're going to get any uh, points to spend on uh, abilities for that. Mm, you might be right. You said you're interested in both the chain and the boots? Yes, as those are the words that I said, yes. Uh, I was interested in the boots as well as that ring. You know the boots aren't made from elf, right? How often do you sneak ahead? I mean, he stuck ahead pretty much every time that we were going anywhere today. Are so. you, you you were skilled in stealth, Mike? I am not. Okay. Uh, Ron, you may have a point of inspiration for the you know they're not actually made out of elves joke. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'll use that if I have to sneak ahead. I am trained in stealth. But if you wanted them, the Ring of Obscuring could also have its uses. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting item. Kind of a panic button. The hat obviously is of no interest to me. And besides, I don't think it would fit. He says as he scratches his alligator like top you don't need to swim I'm pretty good at swimming and holding my breath underwater has not proven to be an issue <laughs> I'm actually looking to yeah okay I can hold my breath for up to 15 minutes at a time so is also, that, uh, I made a mistake. It is not a lantern of revealing. I had the wrong link up. Mm. It is a ghost lantern. Oh my! I was going to say that's a that's a metal lantern of revealing. <laughs> yes, no, it's a ghost lantern. So there's a ghost trapped in the lantern, uh, and it you can make it shed light. Mm -hmm. um, you can order it to basically do a mage hand for you. Or uh, if you fall unconscious next to the lantern, it will stable. It will the the spirit jumps out of the lantern, stabilizes you, and jumps back into the lantern. Hmm. It's Casper, the friendly ghost. It's pretty cool. I Not think bad. this one is named Liff. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting lantern. That you mean? Wait a minute. You mean we freed Liff from service? And he got his ass captured in a lantern? Dang. Some people have all the luck, what can I say? Mm -hmm. They get to hang out with us. What about you, Victor? Don't you use arrows frequently? Uh, yes. I was hoping to get the arrows, and since I'm also the cartographer of the group, um... I was thinking about the glossography. Of course, I would share it with Mira, since she probably will need to keep notes in there as well. That is probably quite doable. I don't think it's something that uh, would be in such high demand that we would find ourselves needing to use it at the same time. Mm -hmm. Let me scroll up. I don't think it required attunement or anything. No, but it does say 
on the uh, description in Roll20, when you attain rank four, no idea what that means. Don't worry about that part. Oh, don't worry about that part. <laughs> this is me. I am, I, am I am altering it a bit. Really, she doesn't alter it any further. <laughs> All right, so let's see. I, knocking out the remaining things. Um, does anyone use leather armor where they could just get an upgrade? I mean, I have studded leather on, but plus one leather is not an upgrade to studded leather, so meh. Yeah. It just looks a little flashier. You know, if you had if you had to jump into a lake of lava, it wouldn't burn off. Like that's nice. You got that going for you. Yeah, it's not an upgrade. I get you. <laughs> it stays clean. Oh yeah, the state. That's the one that stays clean. Well, most magical Magic armor items in general tend to shed dirt. I was not aware of that. They're all. They've all got uh, the 3M spray on them. Scotch guard. Yes, they've been scotch guarded. Yeah. The flying daggers is just a pretty mechanically powerful attack at this level for anyone that has a decent deck score. Mm -hmm. Concur. Um, Who would that be? <laughs> um, well, mine's pretty solid, but obviously I have my bow and I have two attacks natively. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a plus two, but also I'm a wizard, so. Yeah. If you I mean, throw things at people, the plan has gone awry. Mm hmm. How about Sylvia? Do you want an alternative to mocking people if you want to just get damage on the board? I've only got a plus one dex, so I'm not likely to hit with them, and they're not particularly interesting to me. If anything, like the amulet is kind of interesting, but it's not that exciting either if somebody else wants it. So The question that Russ has is does the oh it, it's not the lantern of reveal I was going to say does the lantern of reveal detect the wearer of the amulet <laughs> it would not yep. if we had that thing which we don't yeah. so I mean I think we should definitely give the, the amulet to Russ since he is the most enthusiastic person for taking naps Doesn't that mean that he really should have the lantern? That's what I said. Oh, okay. He should have the lantern so it can stabilize I, it. I heard amulet, but... Oh, I might have said amulet. Sorry. That would have been yeah. me misspeaking. Do I actually need to hold it, or can it be on my belt? Uh, the stabilizing part's a second, a different paragraph from the paragraph about holding the lantern. So I think as long as you just have it, you'll be okay. Mm. Yes, if as long as you're within ten feet of it when you drop, stand on your back at all times. Yep. Well, I would attach it here on my belt, but uh, yes, I could take the ghost lantern if no one else wants it. It lights up your cloaca very well. Indeed. Plus, you can't really see in the dark that well, so you know. Yeah. Benefit. It's true. Right then. Anybody else want any of this, or are we taking the rest back to headquarters? I mean, I'd be willing to take the quiver. It just kind of looks cool. 
Well, you actually use a bow? Yeah. So, I mean, okay. it, it's convenient for that. And I could <laughs> throw a bunch of spears in there, I guess. Yeah. Maybe I'll switch to a pole arm instead of a great sword. By go. a bunch, I think you mean six, but sure. six is pretty many. It's enough to equip, you know, a little village militia. Because I can also get, um, like, what, 10 medium sized spears in there? Yeah, 18 javelin sized objects. So, does the elven chain imply that it doesn't have the uh, negative effect on stealth checks? description here i think it still has the normal effects on stealth checks okay something about muffling the sounds of the rings rubbing together or whatever uh it does talk about it does talking about muffling the sound of the rings rubbing together so sure, let's say it does negate the the penalty to stealth checks. I mean, it's a, that's a relatively large effect. So yeah. Were we were we putting that on wildfire because we're worried about him falling down a lot? I mean, I'm fine with you taking it. You're more likely to be in dexterity than I am. I mean, sorry, in dexterity in melee than I am. But it's okay. more likely that she'll be in melee in a different form that has temporary hit points while you do not. Can druids wear metal armor in this edition? Uh, I can wear light and medium armor. There's no particular... I don't remember there being any particular thing against metal armor anymore. I don't know, unless it's in the text text somewhere. I think it's in the fluff, but not in the crunch as far as requirements. It is one of the age-old debates for 5e, if I'm recalling correctly, but I also don't play Druids very much, so... I currently have scale mail equipped, so that's an excellent question. <laughs> so, in actuality, in the crunch, under Druid class features, yeah. it says armor, light armor, medium armor, shields. Druids will not wear armor or use shields made out of metal. Oh. Hmm. Thank you Damn. for that. I, uh, I need to respect that. <laughs> so the Elven Chain, for reference, the Elven Chain does not have disadvantage to stealth checks because it's not any listed medium armor. It is Elven Chain. It is a different armor than all their armors in the PHP. Yeah, it's in a different class. Right, so it doesn't, it, in the item block, it doesn't have that descriptor. It doesn't say dis disadvantage to stealth checks in the item. Right, but it's still made of metal. It is absolutely surely still made of metal. Okay, so I could totally put on maybe this here. I, I gesture towards the leather armor. I've been wearing the wrong thing this whole time. <laughs> don't worry, we won't tell anyone. It's fine. Right? Don't 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 report it back to the druids guild. <laughs> if if you want, Andrew, you could have a uh, medium armor of whatever made out of seashells. So I mean, old slow tiger in the chat is making the point that. Just because they're scales does not necessarily imply that they're metal. It could be True. fish scales. Thank you. That's quite excellent. Uh, a, Elven Chain is a chain shirt, which does not inherently have a stealth penalty built into it. That's what I was getting on here to say, but mm -hmm. have fun from I was curious. I mean, our brains are connected. A chain okay. mail, the heavier version, does have that disadvantage. Okay. But Elven Chain, regardless, is still metal. So I'll uh, 
because it does say interlocking metal rings. So I'll 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 yeah. kind of go. Ah, what am I doing? So maybe this is an interesting question. I don't know if it's interesting for our viewers or not. So you guys mm-hmm. can tell me if it is or not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How do we want to go about distributing loot like this, right? Like, do we want to do like, well, it's an important question, right? Like, do, as a group, we've had some history distributing loot together. So is it like we all go around and pick a piece? Is it we all agree? That does not feel like our group, to be fair. Um, it is, it all, is it all Victor's job to hand out all the loot because he's our boss? Oh, dear God. I, I think we're having this oh, discussion man. now about who the loot could be most useful for, right? Right. Well, I think this is a good time to talk about it because right now this is solid loot, but none of it is like loot that's going to like, you know, get our hackles up. Yeah. Um, But the question is like the next time we find loot, does someone that has some of this loot, like are they lower on the pick list for the next time? Um, Because like, let's just say the next loot has like a manual bodily health or something. Mm Mm-hmm. That every that would benefit everybody. Narrator voice: The next loot is not going to have a <laughs> bodily health. I mean, so, you know. I mean, we did just kill a dragon. That means that we technically have dragon kill points. So if you want an item, you have to spend your DKP. <laughs> that means we're gonna have to keep killing dragons if we want the loot. Oh Jesus! I mean, Otherwise, Peter may also have a point of inspiration. Oh, there's not too many dragons around here. Otherwise, this punch card will never get filled. <laughs> we'll never get the whole burrito. All fun and games till somebody gets negative 50 DKP. <laughs> well, since we only got one DKP apiece, it's a big problem. I mean, I think I think we're totally fine just kind of distributing it up as like, hey, who, who wants what? And then settling debates or with uh, like this here number randomized this here number randomizer oh i don't care what is that thing what is that thing hold it up to the camera again i haven't seen one of those in a very long time what is that thing what that do Ah! do? it's a 20 you can't really see it my camera yeah i guess we can just try and distribute it with you know civilly and you know, taking into account what people already have, but not hold you know, not really holding less interesting items against them, um, and falling back on a roll off. And if that doesn't work, we'll have to come up with a more draconian system. Sure, I mean roll offs in my mind for this roll offs are a little boring, but like that's a well. Once we get to the point where that actually matters, we'll have that conversation again. Um, I agree with kicking the can down the road. Uh, however, I do think that if someone has a magic item and someone doesn't, it shouldn't come down to a roll-off. See? If See? you choose to pick the Elven Chain, which is an upgrade for many people here, then you should not get first pick when we get other loot, unless it's something that's good for your class, and then it goes right to you. But then it'll be like Adventures League, where no one ever takes anything. Or old <laughs> Adventures League. We're saving up our our, 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 our theoretical picks for future picks. I mean, that's the thing I want to get away from. Cause like we should, everyone should take all these items and use them. Right. Like, right. I don't want it to be like, well, I'm waiting for a better item. I don't want to take any of these items. Like that's that, that is, I think that's bad. And also that's unfun. I'm going to put my foot down and say, I do not want an antidote of mummy rot. And I do not want to use an antidote of mummy rot. <laughs> all right. You guys hold his arms. Damn. It was the same thing when we had to give him his goblin rot shot. 
All right, I'll try and tie his damn mouth open since I'm the strongest. Roz is certain that, that having the potion on him will mean that he gets it. <laughs> so Mira, Mira will point at the um, at the boots of Elvenkind. She's like, you know, these fish scales I'm wearing, they're, they're noisy. Uh, and that would actually help me sort of at least even that out a little bit. Um, and I mean, that's probably the one thing that would actually help me. I mean, maybe the ring, but it's, it's, it's like creating a fog cloud around you when you're in trouble, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, effectively. Or we, yeah. That's exactly why I was interested in the ring. It could make for a good escape cover. I, I think you need it. You're often in the thick of trouble there, Roz. Between that and the lantern, ooh, that's a that's a significant safety net for you. <laughs> any any objections to Roz taking those two things? Nope. Roz, is that really what you have your heart set on? I am good with whatever the group decides, but those are the ones that stuck out to me. Wear them in good health. Mm. And I'll take them and go back to uh, butchering the uh, black dragon scales. That's not where the ring goes. <laughs> It'll be fine. No. I've been told they can't get dirty. Oh, no, they can. <laughs> That's not where the ring goes. Two down. <laughs> <laughs> Eight to go. <laughs> Any anyone else have any? I mean, says, I'm out. <laughs> I, I feel like you should definitely pick up the quiver. Uh, yeah, I'll take the quiver and the arrows. I'll only use the arrows if it's a another dragon, maybe or That's similar. Significant. Uh, yeah. Silvio, does anything here appeal to you? I mean, not particularly. I mean, it, some, if we have some crazy underwater adventure, then perhaps uh, one of us should have the cap, but it's not like I am super excited to have water breathing right now. Uh, similarly, I have zero desire to throw knives all the time. Like, ah! who even does that? Knives everywhere. Just just keep doing it. Don't ever stop throwing knives. <laughs> yeah, on, on the list of things, especially since it requires attunement, that I think of the list of items is the, le the one that is least valuable to us as a party. Yeah, uh, the daggers. Yeah, bracer of flying daggers. Yeah, it's oh. kind of a rogue specific item. Okay. Yeah, because um, rogues I, love having two attacks for one action. Sure, I've been out of the game for a while. Does one have a limited number of attunement slots? Three, yes, three, three attunement three. slots. Unless Paige is telling us we have a different number. <laughs> three, three being the third number reached. Not four. For four is too many. And two five is... is right out. So, uh, Ben, the the chat would like to remind you that as a eloquence bard, it is a fancy hat. It is a fancy hat. Mm. Not many I mean, people are wearing I mean, hats. We won't hold it against you if you just carry it for the group, Ben. But I mean, my question is, how is that going to work with the horns? Because this is not this, like I would have to cut big holes in these. It would be awkward. Yep. yep. Magical ah. items resize themselves for people. I can. I would do imagine they about that. 
I imagine they also resize themselves for satyrs. I think you'll just be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if not, carry it, but I'm not excited about it. So sure, we won't hold it against you. You're just carrying it for the group, Ben, and looking sharp. All right. And if not, I've got my scissors. So Victor is carrying the glossography. Um, I think it sounds like we might actually sell the bracers of flying daggers because no one's really like. I don't even know who in our group who they would actually be useful for. Yeah, I mean, I'm I made of all the cantrips, so I feel like this is not a useful right. use of my time generally. Yep, it's not useful for either the either two casters, right? Me or you. Yeah. It's not useful for Roz or Victor because they're both. Right. Victor's got a bow. Roz is a strength guy. We're just going to sideline it for now. We're just yeah. going to ignore it. Um, the leather armor plus one. Elven style. Old elven style. Anybody? I don't think it's a strict upgrade for anyone. Are we selling it? We're selling it. It's going right in the sell pile. Mira yep. tosses it off to well, the side. When you say but, sell, we'll turn it into the... We'll turn it in back at base with the understanding that they will recognize that we've turned in magic items and they will possibly let us access other magic items that they have. Is that how that works? <laughs> Is there an I exchange mean, yeah, so the, the, uh, the quartermaster actually runs sort of a magic item lost and found mm. uh, where people uh, can trade in stuff that they find that isn't useful for them with, you know, whatever something else in her stock of approximately the same uh, rarity. So she runs a magic item swap meet functionally. Mm-hmm. Among her many talents, <laughs> yes. Well, that's good because that means that a lot of these options were like meh, might be good tr- trade baits. Mm-hmm. We should also bring her a nice selection of bait goods when we go to visit her. <laughs> okay. Um, that down. So- Who's putting on the amulet of proof against detection and, and location? That sounds vaguely useful. I mean, it is good for a designated sneaking person, but we have a lot of people that kind of are okay at sneaking. I mean, I am trained at stealth, for reference. I have offered to go ahead several times, and you guys are all like, nah. Right. I mean, made we still think of you as a paladin. <laughs> I'm going to put this amulet I'm gonna put this amulet on you like I'm bestowing a ah! reward. I Yay! mean, we can try having Wildfire sneak ahead. See what terrible things happen. Just be aware that one does require attunement. Ben is saying things that I cannot hear. It does require attunement, I agree. Yeah. Ben, uh, was Silvio Uh, interested in it, alternatively? No? No? Silvio is flashy, not sneaky. Right. What about this elven chain? Mira does the the Vanna white hands. It is, in fact, an upgrade from nothing. It's, It's armor class 14... And you can use up to two points of dex. Pretty hot. So it's and it does it does not require proficiency. Mm-hmm. But so it is made of metal. <laughs> it is sadly made of metal. I mean, I'm happy to I'm happy to take it. I'm not on fire about it, but it would increase my standing AC. But like anyone else interested, mine too. Then your your mouth is moving, and I can't see. I can't hear anything. This is exciting because I'm not muted. Still, still, this is the truth. Uh, interesting, because I can hear him. You can't hear him? This is great. I love this. I was able to hear Ben. Let's do a quick test. Ben, say something. Uh, ben, say something. All right, who heard him? I heard him. All right, excellent. Huh. I wonder if the stream can hear him. They can. 
Let's hope so. Can confirm. They do. Old Slow Tiger 90 says that he can hear Ben. All right. Thank you, Brian. Uh, <sighs> I know Ross likes being naked, but the, the chain would probably help him also. Mm, I think, let me check my features, because I think most I of mine think- is while not wearing armor. I don't think he just likes being naked. I think he really <laughs> likes being naked. All right. I mean, you do you. Are are y'all saying, are you both saying that you do not like my stylish underwear that I've worn? That's underwear? Well, for lizard folk, it is. It has a lot of holes in unusual places, like for your cloaca. It's... It's also the tail hole here, and look, we could spend hours talking about the holes in my handmade underwear, but is that really the best use of our time? Mira votes that uh, Ross should be wearing, putting on <laughs> this, this, this elven chain, because it'd probably cover up a lot of that. What is it? I think lizard folk like Dragonborn, it's mostly internal. <laughs> Until it isn't. You really have to check the vent, and we're not even going to go there. <laughs> uh, it would work for him as well. Um, I love it. The drawbacks for Barbarian is when you're wearing heavy armor, so... Oh, mine... my That's interesting. Mine says, while wearing no armor at all. Well, that would only be for unarmored defense, but for instance, your rage, your fast movement, and things like that would all still mm. work fine when you're wearing the elven changes or when you're wearing heavy armor. It would be an advantage of one point for you over your current naked state. Um. I mean, sure, I'd be willing to try it, although I'm not sure about this whole wearing clothes thing. <laughs> You'll barely even notice. It's fine. <laughs> Cover your shame. There's not a... <laughs> you tell them, Paige. It's fine. The magic armor will will transmogrify into whatever would be appropriate for your people. I can't imagine. I'm fascinated to find out. Uh, I agree that since Roz is the one who's most likely to get his AC tested by opponents... It probably makes the most sense for him to get it. Um, theoretically, when we get back to base, we can try and trick him into wearing uh, like half plate or something. We should definitely call this episode uh, the gang forces clothes. <laughs> 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 <lizard man. laughs> well, we just have to festoon them with, you know, animal parts. Oh my God. Is this going to be like uh, 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 Ross is, is going through like a, a makeover scene and then I like I turn around and I've got like beautiful flowing locks <laughs> in our fancy new hat and like new chain shirt. Yeah, I take I take off my lizard glasses and let my hair out and I'm just beautiful now. You are. You are beautiful. That's that's just the truth. I mean, it's fine because you were only movie ugly anyway, so. <laughs> All right. I okay. think that covers. I'm going to put these boots on. <laughs> yeah, please do. 
now that we've so, been- so the things that are not getting worn are the amulet, a proof against detection and location, the leather no. armor. I'm wearing the amulet for right now. Oh, you got yeah. the amulet. Okay. Yeah, it's the bracers and the leather armor that are not being worn. Yep. And the mummy rod antidote. Well, by I mean, I mean like no, I put that as a necklace around Ross. Each of them <laughs> I attach, and he, Ross is wearing it as a necklace. <laughs> Uh, we can play a drinking game. Where we all, you know. I think Joe, or I think Wildfires just artificed a new magic item called a bandolier of mummy rot antidote. <laughs> like it gives you, know. you, it gives you literally no bonus. What if we got them a hat that had two potions on each side, and then? <laughs> A complicated straw, which went between them and to his mouth. Uh, Is this where I drop more dragon spider spider dragons on you? I, I, I just want to know. If this I the think spot. we're asking for it at this point. I mean, you're starting to. And then everybody gets um, six hundred gold. Yay! Ooh, six hundred gold's a, a great payday. Well, now that you've conquered the dragon and gone through the process of splitting the loot, which actually I think took longer than our fight with the dragon did. Whatever. Everyone who plays D&D understands why. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Actually, it's it's almost 8 o'clock. Do we want to take our our break, break now? Yep. Yes. And we'll probably take a short rest in-game while we take a short rest, 10-minute rest out of game. Sounds good. Okay. See everybody in 10 minutes. Yay! Welcome back to Feats and Fables. <laughs> Technology! We are still learning how to live in one office together. <laughs> Alright, so our heroes are in the Umber Marshes, having just slain a smallish black dragon, and looted its lair, and killed its dragon spider spider dragon offspring. And they're deciding what to do next. Let's uh, we see all, what they're doing. We also finished a short rest, so if you want to you resolve did. healing. Yes, if you are doing the healings, please do them. Does anyone know where you track hit dice in Beyond Twenty? Yeah, in the if you click on short the short rest button, it shows you your hit dice. Hmm. And we can attune these new magic items over the course of that short rest. Is that correct? That, that is, is absolutely correct. Excellent. Mira, while short resting, is also gonna like use her short rest plus to uh, to just suddenly just that spell, that third level spell, just came right back to her. Just came right back. <laughs> Fancy, yeah. The exclusive short rest plus platinum benefits. Mm -hmm. uh, Sylvia, do you give any bonus healing during a short rest? Uh, I do. I give you a bonus four for this room. In Excellent. addition, something else super exciting happens as you take that short rest. Oh, God. You start uh, sort of reconciling everything you've learned and your fight with the dragon and the dragon spider spider dragons and your tactics and how you work together. And you feel... No, no way! What? It's so beautiful. Wow. I had heard of it. But for it to actually be real. 
I am sorry our our home audience cannot hear our our what? level of music. Actually, I think you they also cannot see it. I don't <laughs> the fact you. that we are now six level. <laughs> if only it was like an RPG where you get all your hit points and magic points back when you level. Woo-hoo. Yes. Uh, yeah. Why can't they? Why can't our audience see it? Um, I don't know. Technologies are difficulties. Um, you might have to shrink the shrink the picture to yeah, fit the window. It's possible the sixth level is just off screen. <laughs> Sixth level, um, it's two screen level. Let's not dwell on it, because uh, guys, guys, we're six level, dude. All right, be more druidy than ever, or since we have all these, you know, thief items, maybe <laughs> I should be more roguey. That's true. The hint, the hint was right. Somebody should become a rogue. Here's your free level yeah. to do that thing. If you knew you were going to get that dagger item, you might want to make a rogue for sure. Paige, Paige was like, eh, eh. All right. She just wants one of us to remort real bad, is all I'm saying. <laughs> just what it is. So how is everybody leveling up? Anybody taking a level of something different? Hmm. That's a good question, actually. Yes, I have finally done it. I have finally achieved Barbarian Wizard! (laughs) (laughs) Wizard. Coda, you're fired. I'm very proud. Don't worry, Paige. Paige, performance is my apex skill. God, not that again. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not like this. Not like this. Not like this. (laughs) Anybody get something good at sixth level? I, College of Eloquence Bard at sixth level, I get two very exciting things. Uh, the first of which is unfailing inspiration, which means that uh, if I give you inspiration, you should definitely use it. Because if you fail even using inspiration, you keep the inspiration. Oh, very uh, cool. That is a very exciting different thing that uh, eloquence bards get to do and the other thing i get is uh universal speech which is the ability to make my speech intelligible to any creature uh, as an action one or more creatures within 60 feet of you equal to your charisma mod so for me four uh can understand magically understand me uh for one hour so it's like having tongues as a class feature rather than as a spell nice that is gonna be very useful I'm going to protect my soft brain with resilient wisdom. So that will be good. When the fighter fails wisdom saves, it's only bad for the rest of the party. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No new spells yet. One more level. (laughs) I get some new spells. I haven't picked them yet. That is what I'm considering as we speak. You know, I'm debating whether or not my new totem aspect is eyes of the eagle in essence, or if I just go further down the tiger path and get the two skills, I mean, it's athletics, stealth, acrobatics or survival. I've already got survival, but like getting stealth and uh, athletics could be pretty nice. Mm -hmm. Athletics is, is kind of a standby for many barbarians. So it's, It'll be good to have. And you do like 
to say you're going to stealth. So if you could be good at it. <laughs> hey, I have been good at it every time it mattered. <laughs> every time it mattered. Twenty percent of the time, it works all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, twenty percent of the time you roll good. I mean, that's the way it works. Well, I mean, the the chat is saying I have to go tiger. So, what am I if not at the whim of chat? So that is true. Uh, I have learned how to dispel magic and how to fly. Oh. Could it be the guy who went to Princeton and is a Tigers fan? Maybe look, pushing look, you that way. Look, look. <laughs> A hundred percent of chat has chimed in to say <laughs> tiger. So who am I to argue? Okay. Fair enough. No, no, no. If I, if I wanted bad ideas, uh, Ben, I would just go bear. Yeah. Aren't uh, you already? Double my uh, double my carrying capacity. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just means that we can get more wine with us into the. <laughs> yeah. Which sounds great, really. Because that's what you need. I I am pondering for Mira a a level of cleric, uh, mostly because mm. I don't want to ponder a level of barbarian. I feel like we've got too much of that already here. Um. I can see how scientist barbarian goes together. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So much rage. Like <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> when you say you've seen me playing that character before, do you mean like in real life? In real life is exactly what I mean. Yeah. I mean, Paige, you know so much, you're angry about it. <laughs> it's very true. I, I the the druid cleric is also another combo that I'm considering. So, druid cleric is Chocolate and peanut butter. Yep. Wait, so. what would you get from cleric? Um, more healing, basically. Good berries that heal four. You know, it, that is a great berry, not a good berry. <laughs> <laughs> it would probably be a terrible mix, but you know, one thing, mm-hmm. I could go ranger, and eventually get goose. As my companion. Mm. I mean, you know that's what you want. Heart of hearts. I mean, it's so mechanically bad that how could you not? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so if you want, since you have not, uh, yet leveled to six, you know, it's rebuilds through five. You could rebuild into Ranger instead of Barbarian. Strongly recommend using some of the UA stuff for Ranger. (laughs) (laughs) You don't say. Especially because I'd be going uh, Melee Ranger with the Animal Companion, which I think is just inherently worse in every way. It's fine in the UA. Yeah, the UA has that Beast of the Land, Beast of the Air, Beast of the Whatever Mm, that, that works just fine, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you still want to play it now that we've told you that it's pretty good? <laughs> no, of course not. I hate it. <laughs> Everything about it. Ron, you're sitting on a point of inspiration, aren't you? Yeah, I'm willing to pass it along. I'll jump you know? up and grab that inspiration. I mean, I want to get it to the Silvio now that he gives us, like, super ins- 
eloquent inspiration. Fair enough. Oh, okay. I'm so yeah. jealous. I want to get new spells. Like, oh, a tiny hut makes a lot of sense from a we're in the swamp and having a place to stay every night is pretty nice. But then there's like other fun stuff. I looked at tiny hut. Is tiny hut ritualable? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we should probably just get a scroll of it when we get back to Fortress Glarendar if we can find one. Because like, then I can just inscribe it and ritual it up. Yeah. I mean, I can also ritual it up. It would just mean that I have to pick it rather than we buy right. a scroll and go from there. So let's let's see if we can find a scroll rather than me picking, spending a spell pick on it. I'll just pick Speak with Dead instead. Sounds great. This way, every I can talk to everyone. I'll have to give a, get a Speak with Plants and Speak with Animals. I'll just be like, yes. Let's <laughs> talk. So Paige, this, during, during a... During this level up, I did reconsider some of the spells I had prepared, though. I tell you that much. Yeah, what are you reconsidering? Well, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get a couple more defensive kind of spells. You know, <laughs> just save maybe, your butt. Maybe I'll start casting major armor every day. Maybe I won't. Like, who knows? We'll see. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. Well, that's fair. I mean, being back attacked by a dragon certainly gave me a certain viewpoint on life. <laughs> How often does that happen, though? I mean, pretty infrequently, but, like, I I'm at the point, like, with the extra slot that I got with the that level, two slots yeah. that I got with that level, it's like spending a first-level slot on Mage Armor is not bad. Mm. It feels less bad than it used to. All right, well, for now, but... I'm sticking with straight-up Barbarian. We'll, s we'll see where the future takes us. I tell you what, like pure rogue, pure ranger. I tell you right now, pure ranger. I, I... we'll we'll talk after class. Why do you fight mm -hmm. it, Mike? Why do you fight it? Plus, they'll give you shit for playing the worst class. So suboptimal. They will. So suboptimal. And they... I know, I know that is not a thing you were averse to. It's no, a thing God, he no. revels in. I do. He revels in it. Like it's like a it's like a bathtub full of chocolate sauce. He's like, "Oh, oh god. Why do you say these words?" <laughs> oh, old slow tiger. I'm playing a monk in our other game. I've done it. <laughs> Listen, I don't know why people are down on monks. Every time I've played a monk, I've felt really good. I I I I'm actually playing the monk and it's actually going really well. I don't know what Mike's talking about. What other game? In oh right right real pizza pebbles, sorry. Our other game, this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm aware. On Saturday, I'm playing a monk. I like it a lot. It does good damage. Gets to punch a lot. Like you do. And I mean, we all know what the the apex ability of any monk is. Stun lock. Yeah, that's really good. Stunlock is far better. They can run literally so far the DM just throws up their hands. <laughs> I yes, I have thrown up my hands as a DM because of how far monks can run. That is that is definitely a thing. Alright, I think we're ready to head back to Fortress Clarendar. Yep. Okay. 
So, uh, so you head back into the swamps of the Umber Marshes. Do you want to head pretty much directly back to Fortress Glarendar? I mean, that's yeah. my vote, personally. We'll test our cartography skills and see if we get lost in the swamp or not. All right. If uh, if our commander is saying we're heading back, we're heading back. Didn't you want to pop it on and say, hey, we finished your job? Are they on the way back page? Because if so, I would absolutely request to do a uh, a slight detour. It is only a slight detour. A couple of two, three hours out of the way on a journey of a few days. If y'all would not mind a slight divergence, we could finish with our task owed to the lizard folk. I think that seems reasonable, but I would humbly request you only share with them two of the multitudinous items you've created over the last several days. Last time it was a little much. Two items. It would be untraditional, but I think we are in a Hurry enough to report that it would be understandable. I kind of lean over to Sylvia. I can't believe that worked. (laughs) 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 Uh. It's so likely. So likely. Sure. Okay, we let's head to the lizard folk. Sounds good. All right, uh, Ron, make me some sort of cartography check, assisted by your glossography. All right, let's see. Some sort of I don't get lost rule. It won't let me click directly on my tools, so I'll just I'll just roll an int. I'll just roll an int check. Did that work? Maybe an int saving throw, so you get your uh, proficiency. Let's try that. If you have, I'm sorry. Does this provide whatever? Uh, I still had advantage turned on. So my int saving throw is a five, and then my proficiency is three. So that would get us to an eight. Although we actually have advantage, don't I? Because I'm using the glossography. Yes. So I can use that nine, which with uh, proficiency would turn into a 12. Okay. So uh, you realize that for a minute there, you're heading in the wrong way. That would be that five. And, uh, but a handy map from the glossography, you realize that the, the shape of this water body is the same one from the glossography that you'd sketched in earlier. And, uh, as you're sketching in the maps, they sort of magically fill up the page and are super accurate and very neat. And uh, you find a, uh, a very quick route to the lizard folk village. Silvio, do you want to join me to discuss with them? I am honored that you would ask me to come with you to 
And with that, I'll, I'll kind of nod as I, I take out two of the beautiful handmade items I've created over the last several days uh, to present to them as is tradition when meeting with other uh, tribes. All right. You, uh, you make it to the village with your hands full of, there it is, with your hands full of excellent gifts. Uh, the approach to the camp where the lizard folk live is, uh, is entirely aquatic. Uh, it is no problem for you to swim it, Ross, of course. And Silvio, I mean, you can swim, you can walk along the bottom. I mean, you're good. I mean, I have this cap now. Yes. It's uh, very nice. Yes. And in fact, it, it is a cap of water breathing, so you it's got a brim and a bubble of air just goes when you go underwater. So your face is like in a bubble of air, and you can see pretty well underwater. The water is pretty turbid, so you can't actually see very far, but if it was clear water, you feel like you could see quite easily. Because, uh, you know, like a snorkel holds, or a ma uh, swim goggles hold air between your eyes and the, and the water. But also, when you climb out of the water... The water just sheets off of you Ooh. and leaves you entirely dry. Okay, maybe this item is uh, worth a pick. And uh, and what's even better is other than a little bit of hat hair, you're perfectly dry and ready to diplomatize. Sorry, I couldn't resist. So uh, several of the lizard folk uh, uh, move to uh, intercept you as you come near. And there's a general shout in Draconic that goes up uh, that says, strangers. I will, um, as we come out of the water, I will do that, that traditional like alligator where all you can see is my head as I like just slowly rise up. Yes. Settle, we come in peace, bearing gifts and the scale of your shaman, who I definitely remember the name of. <laughs> so the shaman's name is Rashugagar. Rashugagar. It's very similar. It's like almost your, your name. Right. Completely different. Completely Absolutely different. the same. It is like you are uh, from the same clutch. So uh, the shaman, Rashugagar, jumps down off the, the catwalk and moseys over through the greenery to meet you and says, Greetings, Ras. Our deal has been completed, and I return unto you the scale it turns out your swamp became the festering mound of a young black dragon. Uh, at the mention of a black dragon, uh, several of the other lizard folk, like you see heads popping up from all over uh, to, to see who has come. And Rashugugar says, was the home of a black dragon? My companions and I have dispatched it 
both on your request and the proclamation of the rangers. Foresters, my friend. Foresters. Do you speak Draconic? Uh, Are you using your college of eloquence power? I would I now have the ability to speak with up to four people magically and understand what they say. So I think the shaman and the sub-chief and (laughs) Ross and uh, then that guy over there. When you say everything's fine now, you mean then is I mean, I mean, if you look in the stream <laughs> output, all the players are showing up again, oh. which is the problem we had before. Welcome, fans. So here's the big question: Can you hear Ron? <laughs> Ron, say something. Give us something. I'm happy to be potentially back. Hooray! Yay! All right, Ben. Can we hear Ben? I don't know. Can you hear me? Chat, tell me that you... Ah, Bologno speaks out, saying that he can hear me. Music to my ears, Bologno. Yes. Thank God for small miracles. Now let's try and trick these lizard folk into doing what we want. I mean, negotiate Uh, with them. All right, so... The shaman, Rashugagar, uh, treads over through the water as you uh, as you say that you have slain the dragon. And uh, he's like, you slew it? You must tell us of the battle. We will prepare a feast in your honor tonight. Unfortunately, we still need to report back to the foresters. The feast will need to be postponed. However, if you need proof, to the south you may still find remnants of the dragon's offspring. A couple of your scale shields may need to trek there to finish off the last of its brood. I shall set them on it. It will be a good way for them to prove their adulthood. They have both spider young and dogkin. Be on the lookout for both. Like like that thing? Mm, You're still dragging around goose, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm assuming that as a... uh, So is the... I get that the dragon spider dra- spider dragons are the offspring, but are the the guard dogs like legitimate? Guard drakes. Are the sure? Are they legitimate offspring with also co- uh, c- color coded for your convenience? I mean, are they legitimate in that do they have a claim to the throne now that we have deposed the ruler? I'm not saying I have played a lot of Crusader Kings three recently. I'm just saying when you speak of claim, this is what immediately jumps to mind. I mean, Silvio, all I want to know is, am I raising the next king? Okay, because... So, uh, I believe Mira or Victor uh, thought back on some of the things that they have read and read that uh, uh, guard drakes are actually not even natural creatures at all. They are formed uh, magically from uh, dragon scales. 
and they generally take the the talent of their or the talents and uh, personalities of the dragons that uh, created them. Okay, so he's probably fairly aquatic then. Oh yeah, yeah yeah, very swimmy. Okay, then yeah, he's he's right here with me. I, like I I we pull up and I get him to sit and you know feed him some some treats not made from his former uh, owner. Okay, <laughs> no Ron. No. It's good to know you have some restraint. All right. Uh the the shaman looks crestfallen and in fact he's you know his crest goes folds back. Right. Uh literally crestfallen. Literally crestfallen, yes. Uh and uh cuz he's got a uh a, a crest on his head like yeah. so. Mm. So the uh, the shaman says, "Well, if you cannot stay, you are still. We will have a feast tonight, and you shall be accorded a hero of our tribe." I mean, if a feast is to be had, and I'll look back at Silvio, what? Not all of us would be needed to report back to the fortress. I suppose technically that not all of us would be required, but uh, given that it is a new commander, perhaps we should not uh, have some of the troops left behind. It might look poorly upon our friend Victor, you know. Hmm. We could, I... uh, you know, go back and talk to him and say, hey, there's a feast involved uh, and the opportunity to spread goodwill for the foresters. Perhaps we should stay here tonight and check in tomorrow? But... I mean, the fortress is days away, but if they are willing to postpone, then perhaps we can send a delegation. And I'll turn back to uh, Rashugagar for goodwill among both the tribe of the swamp and the foresters, of course. Well, as your uh, pack approves or not. Then a feast and ten moons hence. Moons? A moon is generally like a month because it goes. Sure. Ten nights. Ten. And ten nights hence. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, the shaman says, yes, we'll prepare an extra good feast. We've been tracking some. Thayan uh, patrols through the marsh. They're very tasty. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll kind of pull him aside and say, I have not been among humans long, but I would recommend perhaps a more basic fare. Frog and turtle. Something along the lines of that. Are you bringing the humans with you? If there is a delegation from the foresters, I do not think they will appreciate the meat of Thayans as much as lizard folk might. We'll keep the good stuff back in Uncle's kitchen, then. And 
Mayhaps I can even convince them to bring some of their lamb and chicken. <laughs> he, like, taps his claws together in enjoyment. Oh, speaking of good to eat, we caught a Thayan patrol yesterday. Uh... And we intercepted a satchel. It had writing on it, but it's inhuman, and I can't read that. Silvio, didn't we have a missive from the headquarters to deliver here? Or was that sent via another ranger? I don't remember, Paige. If, if so, the, the missive to be sent here saying, hey, we'll pay you for stuff has mm-hmm. not arrived yet. It is on en route. If you... Then I'll, I'll let Silvio answer that. Uh, no, not yet. But it is, uh, as they say, uh, it checks in the mail. Mm. Well, Rashigar, if you hold on to your captives, when the missive arrives, you may be able to arrange first payments. But this paper, you say, if you are willing to part with that, I would be more than happy to assess its value for you. I'm sure it does not hold much. Oh, it's just people stuff. I don't care. I'll give it to you. But it was on a Thayan patrol, which is why I thought you might be interested. We will certainly take a look. He, uh goes over into one of the huts, digs around a moment, and comes out bearing a unfolding a muddy, torn, blood-stained piece of paper. Okay. That looks like this. I um I I, I look at it for a moment and then like my human language Reading comprehension is not the best. Silvio, do you think you might be able to make this out better? Uh, it says, uh, my project remains endangered because our greatest, uh, it appears as if it is ally, is something of the tiefling scribe is something at the presence uh, something enemy, there is an opportunity for... Man, I really wish perhaps we should take this over to Wildfire so you can press to digitate it rather than me uh, trying to make uh, shenanigans occur, but I do see the words uh, reinforcements, tiefling, regret, and zulk here, so perhaps this does have something to do with the uh, tieflings that we rescued not too long ago. And there's also something about the Scarab of uh, Eternal Knights, that sounds bad. I mean, but what, what about these names? Justin and Zulkir? 
Uh, so Zulkir is a title uh, among the Feyans. It is their greatest spellcasters. They form a, uh, a conclave that uh, mostly bows down and uh, licks the boots of uh, Sastam because he's the oldest one, being a necromancer and just generally a, pretty much an asshole. Uh, but Zokir very strong, so we should not uh, should not be discounting when the Z word is thrown around. I kind of blink. Why would the humans want someone licking their boots? Uh, it is a uh, a phrase, basically. Uh, so Sastam in lots of power, uh, and so since he is immortal because he is lich. Uh, you do know what uh, what Lich is, right? It's very powerful undead. Yeah. Forever, lots of magic. Anyways, uh, so because he has such a tight grip on there, uh, they have to figure out ways to either work under his notice uh, to have terrible plots for things like Scarabs of Eternal Night, uh, or perhaps to uh, attempt to curry his favor, uh, which is really what I was going with, with the bootlicking of tyranny of you know, wanting to continue things as they are without rising up for uh, the, I could go on. He, he, he kind of bobs his snout up and down in a understanding. Yes, I think I understand an obsession with clean boots. Mm. This word does not mean what you think it means, but this is fine. It is close enough. We should see what Wildfire has to say about this note. Wildfire comes walking up at this point, and you, you, either you might have looked down and actually noticed a snake traveling around, along the ground. Um, when he wades over because it's surrounded by yeah, water? Yeah, he wades over, sure. He flies ah. over! He's got spell p- slots now, bitches! <laughs> I mean, if that's what you're casting fly on, yeah, sounds like I blame he wades you. over. He wades over. I will follow Wildfire. Do you have some? You have some kind of note Hewitt was saying. Uh, yes, uh, here. See what you can make of this, and I will pass it off. Sure. I cast prestidigitation. digitation on it. Easy for me to say. So prestidigitation uh, cleans it up partially. Uh, the problem is many portions of the note have just been soaked through and are just missing at this point. Sure. Do, does I think? Do I think mending would help at this point? Mending tears a single rip or tear, and this is just like mm. wet paper disintegration. Okay, right. well, so what, is, what does my presentation reveal? Anything more on the note, or is it just about that? Just like the it, words that are... It's just about that. Let mm-hmm. me... Um... It reveals the page is currently in Photoshop, and to be happy momentarily, I do not want to put words in her mouth, but uh, I can see that there are filters occurring. She's uh, removing the filter that's the light brown filter, but not the dark brown filter. And There's likely to be lens flares on it when we get it next time. Ooh, you know. lens flares, go on! I forgot that prestidigitation was a thing. Like, it didn't even occur to me that that would be a thing. I think what's most impressive is that because this is wildfire casting prestidigitation, you know that it's it's got the motif of, like, burning the paper Mm -hmm. back into existence. Or, like, it's literally burning the the blood away. Fire runs across the paper when it comes off, it's clean. Mm -hmm. Sadly, the places there were holes can't quite fix with fire. We're working on it. We're working on it. 
repairing with fire. All right, so let me let me show you what it looks like when you uh, you press to digitize it. No, no. Well, so Tiger, it's definitely clean. It's just now all ash. It's just very. very it's just warm. It's just like it's like a blessing warmth. It's fine. <laughs> If I'm holding it, it's got resistance to fire. That's how that works. Duh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Clean ash. But it having resistance to fire doesn't mean that it still doesn't take damage when you... No, it's only one damage. It's only one damage. It's fine. That made it worse. It is better. Um, Page says with authority. No, it is. The parts that are obscured are truly... Are, there are less of them. I, I understand. There are yeah. more less of them that are fully obscured. Yes. My project okay. remains endangered because our greatest ally is... Bleh. Something. Uh, oh, the tiefling scribe, oh, the scribe is... Presence enemy... There is an opportunity for something... <laughs> believe that word says problematic. I've read it many times in my travels. As much uh, as a blot is not our thing. Small teeth. Oh, I wonder if that's Fort. fort. I, wonder if that's, I wonder if that's Fort Glarendal there, right? To cause havoc at the, at the fort. That could be Glarendal. Could not be though. Uh, that's an F, right? Is that an F or am I right? But it could also be foresters. I don't think that there's enough space there for Fort Glarendar since it goes from F O R and ends in N D. It could be like foresters and undercover. Of night is what I would like to say there. Do you think that perhaps the Theans are planning an ambush upon the foresters at night? But that's definitely not. I mean, there might be foresters, but there's another word, word there. Oh, Rakaz Havoc at the foresters and under the cover of yeah. darkness, probably, or night or something. You will you end, end the scribe and use the scarab of. Hey, Paige, if I heard of the Scarab of Eternal Night, I will give you a Arcana check. All right. Anybody oh. who likes, anybody who's trained in Arcana may do this likewise. This is an excellent opportunity to something there. Aerial forces. Do the foresters have much in the way of? Yeah, there's a uh, uh, clouder of griffins at uh, Fortress Glarendar. Fancy. Uh, Joe, uh, Wildfire believes that a scarab of eternal night is some sort of necromantic magic item, but he's not, you know, that was not nearly as exciting that day in class as like learning about stuff that blew up. Mm. So you don't eh, necromancy is kind of boring anyway, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, if we get back to Glarendar, if there's a library there, I can maybe look around some. Yes, mm -hmm. and there is. And they might have more powerful restorative magics. Other than that, the note seems to be informing 
of requests or reinforcements from this Jacinth person. But the writer, the Zokar, regrets being unable to provide more resources than that. Silvio, uh, you have heard of a Scarab of Eternal Night. So it is a small, single-use magic item that looks like a, a scarab beetle uh, done... I know, that's a, I'm just saying. Uh, it's hard with my husband in the office. We're, we're trying all kinds of new things. Uh, the scarab is a jeweled, elaborate, uh, single-use magic item, and they're a bit expensive to build because you have to actually build the little jeweled scarab. Uh, but when you take a corpse and pierce its flesh or bone with the, the beetle's legs and a prong under there, it means that uh, the corpse is not further modifiable by magic. It won't respond to you speak with dead. It won't, it cannot be raised. The soul is, is obliterated. Oh, I see. They're trying to silence someone that's in a post-mortal state after they kill them, I guess. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's talking about the tiefling scribe here. I was about to say, perhaps they are trying to plan to assassinate him and then use the scarab on him. But like, we've already learned potentially everything we could learn from him, unless there's something else he knows that maybe he doesn't realize is valuable. Yep. Speaking of post-mortal state, do they still have the bodies of the people they got this note from? Do they have, like, the heads on a pike somewhere? Are they delicious? That conveniently still have their jaws attached with the heads on the pikes? <laughs> just asking for a friend. You know, for a friend. They, uh... Who just happens to now have to speak with dead? That friend? Not me, but the friend. <laughs> yeah, so about that. Like... Bands are delicious when you're a lizard person. And not to mention, they've already talked about having a feast serving Thayan, <laughs> so... But sometimes yeah. you save the best for last, or like, you know, they might be making a head cheese. <laughs> I mean, there's there's skeletons, uh, disarticulated skeletons in the bone pile. Uh, Rashugagar is happy to give you those. Ross, I could you... Could you ask them to keep one head from every patrol they and patrol they take out? What does skull do? I look at Silvio. What does skull what does skull do? I mean it tells all kinds of stories. You uh so like I mean you ask Mira, she could look at the skull and learn all kinds of secrets about it. You ask me, I can literally just ask it questions and make the spirits, you know, tell me things. I mean, that literally, but there's an opportunity there. <laughs> Rashagar, one minor request. If your tribe could keep one of your victims' skulls, from now on it could provide useful information to a... Foresters, shaman, for lack of a better term. We can do that for you. I 
guess if they want to eat them, then then that's fine. They can have them. It's not really... Can we still have the ears? They're so delicious. I believe you can have any of the meat or flesh. It is just the bone they need. And it has to have the jaw part still with it. Preferably intact. Which is to say they can crack the skull open and take all the delicious gooey parts that are back there on Thans, I guess. If that is a thing that lizard folk do, I, I'm just, you know, trying to keep uh, keep optimism alive for your culinary delicacies. <laughs> right then. We will return. But I do not believe there is more to discuss at this point. Unless well, you we found... Will we will celebrate you, Fintir Vuthadarastrix, which means Slayer of Black Dragon in, in Draconic. And uh, a cheer goes up from the, from the tribe, Fintir Vutha! Fintir Vutha! Then we will take our leave. And uh, he'll, uh, Ross will kind of hold his head proud as a uh, representative of his tribe and the honor that that title has uh, bestowed upon him. Okay. Goose looks at you real happy and starts dancing back and forth from leg to leg. Excellent. I, uh, I will reward Goose with a treat. You, you, like, she's not real good about, like, not taking fingers with it, but she's learning. She's trying. Yeah, I mean, that's something we work on. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, and from here, uh, I guess we go back to the marshes and then off to Citadel Glarendar. Mm-hmm. Or yes. Fortress Glarendar. Yeah, uh, at this point. Yes. So you have your return trek of several days through the marshes uh, full of mosquitoes and it's hot and it's muggy and it's, I mean, it's really nice. Like that is, that is some prime Martian time to marsh. Uh, but eventually you get towards drier land and get close to Fortress Clarendar. You can see the outline of the Citadel in the distance. Uh, this picture has mountains in it. There's not really, there's mountains nearby, I guess, because the swamp's kind of on, on one side of it. But you uh, you get up to Fortress Glarendar, and um, has anybody's passive perception or passive insight changed? It is unlikely, but not impossible. I have a 17, which I think is the same. A 17 perception? Yep. That is a point higher than I had. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I, I view I, it thirteen seventeen. I, I have seventeen fourteen at this point. Okay. So I went with the extra level of druid because eh, the yeah. cleric level wasn't as. Silvio, I have you at uh, twelve perception, thirteen insight. Twelve fourteen. Wildfire, I have you at ten and ten. Yes, but. But uh, as we move out of the swamp, I would change Hewitt back into an owl, and then an owl has a passive of when it's hearing or sight based. They have a passive of fifteen of eighteen because it's five for having advantage on that. 
add Hewitt to this. Once again, I've given up trying to chase Hewitt from my head. <laughs> well, as we're approaching Glarendar, Hewitt is probably circling. Like, Wildfire is naturally paranoid. So he is, and he's double on the alert due to the note that came in. So Hewitt is for sure forward scouting the entire way in. Okay. Ross, I have you at 14 perception, 14 insight. I'm 15, 15. And Victor, I have you at 10, 10. Yeah, I actually misspoke when I buffed my my wisdom uh, saving throw. I actually knocked myself all the way up to an 11 perception passive. Ooh. 11 insight Oof. passive. All right. So I'm going to win at poker now. Not in this group. I mean, you'll beat wildfire, but that's about it. Uh, so as you're getting closer to uh, Fortress Glarendar, Hewitt, Ross, and Mira all immediately underst- understand something's different. It's just a little bit different. And uh, you realize that there's normally like griffins either circling around the fortress or flying in or flying out of the fortress, and they're not. There's nothing in the air right now. Aren't there usually flying assets above this fortress? Yes. yes. Standard procedure is to have griffins flying uh, overhead in short-range reconnaissance pretty much there, all the time. There's nothing there. That's not good. Paige, I, I assume as we're, we're getting closer, I'm starting to look for any signs of large or even small groups of maybe Thayan assassins. Specifically, I am actively spotting for Thayan assassins. <laughs> All right. In case it matters. The Hydra on the side of the bridge that you can't see unless you literally say Hydras. Um, yes, you are specifically looking for Thayan assassins. You do not see anybody walking around like with one of those sticks and a back banner that says I am a Thayan assassin. Okay, just just making a note of it. Fair Boy, standards have really fallen down. <laughs> yes. Uh this the stick and the the back banner is I mean mission critical really. Uh but you do know that there are plenty of prints leading in and out of this area, which makes a lot of sense. This is kind of the main path into and out of the marshes. So all the incoming and outgoing patrols go on it. So plenty of prints, but none of them have like a T stamped in the boot heel for Thay. (laughs) Or like a TA for Thay. (laughs) Well, we will double time it now that we sense there is something afoot. All right, uh, you get inside uh, Citadel Glarendar, and it's, I mean, it doesn't look that different than new- normal. There's a, there's a group of new recruits that have just come in, and this was y'all many levels ago, uh, but they've just been recruited, and so it's a bunch of, like, kids on the late end of teenagerhood who have volunteered for the Foresters, and they look tired and they're drilling in the in the main square and like their hands are shaking as they hold spears because they're so exhausted and uh the people who normally bring in the groups of new recruits are barking at them trying to get them into into shape the first couple of weeks of boot camp are always very very sad for the 
for the boot campies. It's gotten to the point where it's funny now to most of the people who have gone through it because that's how that works. Uh, so that's not particularly unusual. And there's plenty of people going in and out. You can hear the pong, pong, pong of the, uh, the smith uh, pounding on something in the forge. You do hear the wicker of horses. Um, Mira, my druid. Mira, my druid. Mira, my druid, and Ross, my... Uh, my barbarian and i guess silvio because eh. you notice that the horses <laughs> the horsey wickers seem much happier than they normally are yeah. uh because the horses are consistently freaked out by the griffins because the griffins think horses delicious uh so the horses don't seem to be nearly as uh stressed as they normally are i think it's great that they're not afraid of goose this is going to make training so easy like goose all right <laughs> we'll get to goose uh yes you were i had forgotten about goose so on the way in you are stopped multiple times with what the fuck is that and why are you bringing it in the house uh that's ross you may have met him before. He's actually a full-blown member of the Foresters. Oh, that's and right. Our noble companion. Despite what you've heard. Paige, I, I dig Wait. into my backpack and I get out my big do not shoot me, I'm a Forester Ranger button and I put it on. There we go. Problem we solved. We are just a walking collection of HR complaints. That is all <laughs> I have to say. Speak for yourself. <laughs> So uh, when when you are stopped at the gate with what the fuck is that uh, pointed at Goose, it's easy to see how it might have been pointed at Ross because they're standing right next to each other. Uh, what do y'all do? Uh, I mean, he's a military asset for us, not Goose's. Don't worry. He, she is well-trained. And I'll, you know, go through the basic commands that I've been teaching Goose. Maybe a handle animal check. He's working on being well-trained. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. It is still a military asset. Do not worry about it. It, like, scratches under the chin. And uh, do not feed because otherwise you might lose fingers. But that's not. I was afraid of this. Victor, I think the excitement of the fort might be a bit much for goose as like, i've rolled a massive eight yeah you're hanging on to the leash and you're strong and it's a good thing because goose wants to get in everything like literally everything her face must be in it perhaps Mira i should some tips here perhaps i should wait outside if you can't bring her into the fort, you can't keep her. Just, you know, if you got to put a muzzle on her in the short term. I mean. Maybe get some assistance from your companions. If you're going to force the issue, let me try a bit of more of a forceful hand with her. No, no. And gentle, uh, gentle. I will, I will use a, a much sterner approach to this. 
with I, a little bit of guidance. Before you do that, I will yeah, like, over gently tap your shoulder and be like, don't worry, you've got this. I shall inspire you as well. So we, we <laughs> add a D8 to that. You can right, decide so to do that after you see the total of your roll, though. It's this plus a D4 for guidance plus a potential D8. Is that right? Oh, look, you did so good. Well, athletics. athletics. <laughs> oh, wait. You, right. I think you have inspiration even, Russ. Uh, so it's a 23 pre-inspiration. That is an athletics check, athletics. not animal handling. What? What? Oh, you well, missed okay. the click, my friends. Computers are oh, hard. Oh, And that's before any bonuses? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so uh, you jerk the leash. And, and, and I, I use my, my upset voice. Sit! <laughs> and uh, you jerk the leash and say, sit! And Goose looks at you with her eyes, like, as big as saucers. Like, like oh my god, what have I done here? And uh, she sits down on the ground and... And gently f- leans forward and kind of goes, meh. meh. I believe we are ready. Excellent job, bro. Uh, Silvio, I believe you were trying to sweet talk the guard. Uh, yes, as I was saying, as you can see, uh, is a very well trained uh, creature. Uh, it is a military asset, as my commander Victor has said. Uh, and this will not be a problem for anyone, or uh, do not worry, it will all fall back on us to take care of. We will make sure that there are no problems at all. I would like an I bullshit the guard roll. Ah, excellent. <laughs> you have played into my trap for you. Now I must face the wrath of my plus 10 persuasion. <laughs> However, because I will also offer you some guidance. No, no. Uh, to the left. However, <laughs> I'm going to wait for this, uh, this uh, heckling to stop. He rolled a. a he, she he, did it. So he, he rolled in that one. <laughs> uh, the thing is, I rolled in that one, uh, but because I am the type of bard that uh, ensures that I can uh, make sure that my stats match my role play, uh, my lowest I can roll is a ten. Therefore, I offer you a twenty. Fair enough. That was. Uh... That was just fun. Such is the protection of this class. <laughs> Real nice. Uh, all right. So uh, you stumble a minute because you realize you start. You realize you start speaking to this person in draconic because that's what Ross had been talking to Goose in, and then you realize and pick it back up. And oh yes, right. Uh, the cards kind of looks at you and he looks at Victor and he looks at you and he looks at Victor and's like, well, it's Tassant's ass if it's a problem. Go right ahead. What could go wrong? This sounds great. I mean, this is a military institution that utilizes griffins. I'm pretty sure a wardrake or two is not going to make much difference. Or we used to use griffins, at least guard. Why aren't there any griffins on patrol? Oh, uh, 
So something's come down with the whole clouder. Uh, some kind of cold or virus or something. And of course, you know, for fuck's sake, the vet is up in Velprintilar for a conference when this happens. So they left uh, one of the Griffin riders here uh, to take care of the Griffins. I mean, obviously she has help from the rest of the fort, so she didn't have to do it all herself, but she's in charge of the Griffins now. And the rest of the Griffin riders left on horses uh, to go to Velprintilar to go grab their vet back. Mira, why don't you give them a second opinion on whatever it is? I know griffins don't swim, but I think there's, you know, you still might be able to uh, have some insight. I mean, they bleed red blood, so they, they're kind of within the same milieu, right? Oh, I think most of the things Mira cares about don't bleed red blood. Uh, this is also true. Uh, I will join you if perhaps uh, I, I may. I know a little Please. bit about medicine. Please come along. I, I think we can have a look and see if there's something to be uh, to be done, and if uh, perhaps this matches any of the other things that we are concerned about. Uh, and, agreed. And Ross, you you come too. We should be able to find quarters for Goose nearby where the Griffins are. Mm. Uh, we'll, we'll get ready. And with that, let's take a very short break, and uh, we'll be back for some thrilling conclusions. And welcome back to our special long-form Feats and Fables live play adventure. When we last left our heroes, they were coming back to Fortress Glarendar, where the foresters of Aglarond are headquartered. At least the ones that watch over the swamps and the far side of the country which is kind of not very glamorous but here we are and uh our heroes have managed to uh talk uh the guards at the gate into letting ross bring goose his guard drake uh in with them so uh there's a bunch of people who want to do a bunch of things last i heard silvio and mira were gonna go look in on the griffins with and, Ross? And I'm I am going as well to find quarter for Goose. Is it a really good idea to mix that creature with the uh, griffins? Hmm. With a sturdy steel cage. I'm sure it will be fine. Where were you getting a sturdy steel cage from? We must keep the griffins somewhere. They don't keep them in cages. You're telling me they're free-ranged griffins? We are. We are an ethical uh, griffin. But those breed. are the most delicious. I believe uh, told us that perhaps there would be somewhere we could quarter goose. Uh, if there is, then great. And if not, then we have learned more information and we'll have to quarter it in our quarters. Her in our quarters, rather. Yes. Uh, worst case scenario, it can uh, rather Goose and Ross can stay more or less outside while we look mm. and investigate where to put Goose. That would be <laughs> fine for me as well. All right. Uh, you head uh, across and then well, let's, I'll show you. Wow. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. All right. 
So here is an overview of uh, Fortress Glarendar. Thanks to uh, Two Minute Tabletop. This is one of their maps. It's High Reach Castle. I really <laughs> dig their stuff. That is one of the few Patreons that I, I give money to pretty frequently. <laughs> Uh, so, the Griffins are kept in the Airy on top of this tower, which is the HQ building. I, we will head up there. Alright, uh, you do so, and uh, you see uh, it's a long spiral staircase, and you get up mm -hmm. to the top, and there's a bunch of hay bedding, and it's the what do you call these things? The towers are open flat and there's usually Griffins like sunning themselves and hanging out. Uh, but you hear some kind of like sad birdie noises, hmm. horsey noises from, or birdie liony noises from um, inside the bay. And you see a, uh, a woman who has only one leg. She has a, a piece of wood for on the end of her knee for the other one. Uh, walking around and kind of like opening a beak and looking in their mouth and petting them and you know she goes and puts a blanket on another one um our crew of motley folk will come come over and i'll talk to uh the uh the woman who seems to be in charge here excuse me she turns around what oh Hello. Uh, how may I help you? Uh, I'm one of the uh, 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 a part of the research core here. I was wondering if I could have a look at your your ailing griffins. Uh, I wish you would. Uh, sure. I'm uh, Lariel Duharlay, and uh, I'm I'm a griffin writer and. Since I'm a little slower on horseback than many of my uh, compatriots, I said that I would uh, stay back and look after the birds while uh, while they went to Veldprintalar. Could you tell us uh, what happened? Well, I mean, it it came on real sudden. Uh, one day they're feeling great. The next day they're going a little slow, bulky on some of their flights, uh, just looking a little lethargic and tired. And then three days later, they won't take to the air at all. Some of them have been uh, refusing to eat. They all look pretty sick. This has been going on about a week. I about see. a 10 day. And you guys have been gone for, what, two 10 days at this point? Three 10 days? feel like closer to two but sure time time in game like in the real world has lost all meaning yeah time suit and they all came down with it at the same time yeah which is why they're thinking it might be something contagious or uh <laughs> poisonous perhaps even if it is contagious doesn't that sound unusual it is somewhat unusual. We have a pretty good quarantine program where if one of the birds looks like they're getting sick, we move them out of the, the rookery immediately. Uh, but sometimes a sickness will go through a whole clouder before you can before you can catch it. But this is nothing like anything you've seen before. 
No, no. And she's probably, she's half-elven, so it's hard to guesstimate age, but you think she's probably on the, the far end of middle age? I, I haven't seen anything like this, no. And you I've don't been a remember... Rider for a long time. Yes. And you don't remember anything else unusual happening around them or any unexpected visitors? No, we always get a few people, especially the new recruits, that want to come up and look at them because a lot of them are starry-eyed. They want to be Griffin Riders one day. And it's it's good to, you know, get people familiar with them and also to keep the uh, the birds socialized. But no one from outside. Mira will turn to Ross and were, were you were you beating someone? N- no, I, I hit, clicked the wrong button. Oh, 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 I, I, I wasn't sure if that was an ambush move. No, I, <laughs> accidentally, I accidentally clicked on my quarter staff. I wasn't uh, ambushing you from behind. He <laughs> was just cleaning it and it went off. I mean, Mira, when when my sudden but inevitable betrayal comes, you'll know. <laughs> Will I? I you were so sure that she was lying that she were just going directly to blood. And I was like, that's a little fishy to me as well. But, you know, sure. I mean, you, you do say that, though. Paige, I, I've got I've got Goose with me. I'm, I'm going to take a look around the Erie. Is there, like, a food prep area? Yes. I'm going to just kind of, you know, mosey over to that area. Uh, while she, Mira and the the Griffin Rider are having the um, com- their conversation, sure. And uh, I don't know if I I don't have any magical way to detect this, but like, does anything seem off or foul or wrong with the food? Make me a is this food good to eat roll. I've got a survival I can give you. I, I'll totally take survival. Like athletics, I you would really had to sell me on, but survival is a hundred percent. So, so there are several uh, sides of beef hanging, Delicious. and uh, yes, they're doing kind of the dry age thing, uh, but they're um, kind of off in an area out of sunlight, and there's a few tufts of brown mold in there that keep the temperature very low. Uh, probably just you know a handful of degrees above freezing um the the actual prep area is clean uh they take lye apparently and scrub the the stone table after after every uh every cleaning like there's a few little specks of blood uh in places but it looks pretty clean Hmm. there's also a cabinet over there of various uh medicine-y kind of things that you think that they might give the birds every once in a while. I'll uh, take a, a, a knife and just kind of carve a piece off of one of the, the hides and I will okay. uh, split it in half and give half of it to um, uh, goose as well as uh, keep the other half for myself. Cause it's delicious. Okay. And by hides, you mean one of the hanging sides yeah. of beef? Just whatever I think they might have fed the the griffin recently. Okay. To see if you pick up the same disease. I mean, I've got I've got one way to detect poison. <laughs> like, I love you're this using movie. goose as a poison taster. I ate it too. 
I just I love that we uh, we went from just having two a bunch of griffins that are sick, and now we have a bunch of griffins, a black gardrick, <laughs> and a barbarian that are sick. This is great. I mean, chances are the black gardrick is probably immune. Maybe. Could somebody please describe to Mike and maybe Ross, but definitely Mike, that magic exists in this universe? And you could use it to do things. No, this is way funnier. <laughs> I mean, this is way that's on y'all. No, 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 no. Now, wait a minute. Yes, magic exists, Joe. But you, you want to know what else you can do? Just poison people. Well, or sure, but Griffins. Yeah, 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 Mike. What I'm saying is the de- magical detection of poison is very a very simple simple magical spell to cast. Well, Ross doesn't know that. But do you? That's what I'm trying to verify. Also, probably not. But probably that's cool. Not. He doesn't need to know about spells that other people have unless they're directly affecting him at this moment. Again, which... back to my original statement. But this okay, Mira's going to go over and and examine one of the uh, more ailing-looking uh, uh, griffins. Sylvia will join along with. The... Uh... The Griffin Master, or at least the woman who's left as the Griffin Master, Lyriel Duharlay, mm. says, uh, you might want to be careful. They're pretty ill-tempered and a bit snappy. What are what are you doing? Uh, I am calming it first with a skosh of animal handling, perhaps. Like, easy there, easy there. And perhaps this is something that Silvio can also make non-threatening <laughs> hand gestures for. I, I don't know. Ooh, ooh, yeah, he'll do the Chris Pratt. The yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I will be aiding you because Yay. this is something that you have. Well, I mean, I know a little bit of everything, but this is right. something certainly better at. I have a plus four, so it's probably not like crazy better. And just remember, you can still ask for guidance for things that you are rolling yourself as well. Oh, I will tell you. I'll be like, hey, you know what? What you <laughs> some help on not getting my head bitten off. <laughs> All right, so I will do that thing, uh, and I can I can always roll the guidance die afterwards. So, um, I have a twenty-two, which is pretty dang good. Okay, so with that, the uh, Griffin settles down and looks uh, looks pretty dejectedly miserable, and uh, submits to your examination. I make the right hand gestures. It's a complex series of hand motions. Yeah, I will I will examine uh, also with uh, Silvio's aid. I, I you know a little bit about medicine there too, Buckaroo? I, uh, you know I I took a correspondence course, so sure. <laughs> you watched a master class once? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have this great courses plus subscription and I just kind of let it play in the background. Sometimes I learn things. He stayed at the Holiday Inn last night. I mean, it'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what being a bard is. You get, you know, you know a little bit of everything because you, you listened to something on a podcast once. Eh. I love it. All right, so so Mira will will make an examination here. Uh, maybe kick in some uh, some of that guidance D four there. Oh yeah, click the thing. All right, so that's a twenty two. When, when all, all is right. said and done. So uh, you you uh, look in their eyes and you can see that the uh, the lining of their eyes indicates a type of anemia uh, that might be brought on by a high parasite load or something like that. But then you start noticing that you know their claws are somewhat brittle, 
and uh, that they have uh, a faint uh, orangish sheen to their feathers. And uh, you recognize this as a uh, definite symptoms of poisoning. And it's a, a slow, debilitating poison that could pretty easily be mistaken for uh, a communicable disease. Okay. Mira is going to sort of square up and, and look this particular griffin in the eye, who is probably a beast. Probably a monstrosity. Let me look. Eh. That's, Are we thinking speak with animals? Yeah. So me and Paige. There's no reason to call someone cat. A monstrosity. <laughs> <laughs> to their face! To their face! I think most creatures that look like they're two creatures that got squished together by an angry god-powered <laughs> infant are monstrosities. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, but, but you don't have to tell them that, Ron. <laughs> you have to treat them differently because of it. You can still uh, hear. We, I, I purchased some of these antitoxins before. Uh, perhaps you would like to try to mix that in with their food to see if that will help. That probably wouldn't hurt. But let's see I, what Paige is about to... What, as, what, as I recall... Uh, are a monstrosity. Ah, okay. Well... How well, judgy. Yeah. How judgy. Go <laughs> <laughs> talk to... John Thanks, Jeremy Crawford. Yeah, Jeremy Crawford. <laughs> okay. How many griffins are there here? Uh, there, there are 12 griffins here. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think it, it does seem like poisoning to you, doesn't it, Silvio? Are we? Uh, it appears, especially with how bristle the claws are. I was very excited uh, for a moment that it might be mummy rot, and we have <laughs> 10 mummy rot vaccines. And you get a potion, and you get a potion. I, I was mean, thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. I mean, two of them would still die, but the rest you would feel really good about. It. Uh, now, I'm thinking it is poison, but uh, here, I will uh, I will go with rats, you will mix up some kibble and work in this antitoxin, and uh, you choose which two get to uh, get to be the test subjects. Uh, I think we should... Uh, uh, Lariel. Yes? Griffin Master. I don't we we don't think it's a disease. We think they may have been poisoned. <gasps> dun 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 She narrows her eyes at you and says, Hmm This isn't like any poisoning I know, but there's a lot of kinds of poison out there and I hadn't studied them all. It is quite rare. I think it's this strange sheen to the feathers that really uh make us think that something is off perhaps oh, rotten here. they're a little orangish yeah yes. mm, that's not not normal uh the thing is is i i don't really know you and uh i'm i'm a little unwilling to let you minister to my very ill griffins i'm sure your intentions are good but uh but i don't know you and I am very concerned for their delicate condition. I, I understand this, uh, but we should speak to someone uh, because uh, in, in the druidic world, we at least have a, a spell known as lesser restoration, which may help to remove one of these poisons. 
assuming that she it's says, that kind I'm, of poison. I'm not, uh, I'm not a spellcaster, but I've, I've done a fair bit of studying. If you, if you want to cast Lester Restoration on one of them, then, uh, then I'm not averse to that. And I think we just lost Joe and Coda. Uh, their internet is down. Um, possibly because temporarily. Who needs internet? Yes. They're the still sitting. I think that we're still live. Yes. Are okay. we, are, can people hear us? Chat. Are we still live, chats? That might be it. Oh, excellent. Hey! Thank hey! you. Thank All right. Man. Well, we'll 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 continue to do this scene. <laughs> uh, in that case, um, she she did sound I, I, she did sound uh, uh, open to a, a lesser restoration. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, in that case, uh, Mira will will look at Silvio and then back at the Griffin and reach out with her hand and sort of you know and and, and touch it very gently on the beak. doing that thing that who do that you do so well let me just briefly peruse the spell uh it's in roll 20 job yes oh okay uh you touch a creature and can end either one disease or one condition affecting it the condition can be blinded deafened paralyzed or poisoned Unless it's, it's unless it's more severe or systemic than that, because uh, you know, who knows? Who knows about these things? But it does say poison, so. Well, that's the poison condition, which is just mechanically bad. <laughs> the poison condition is actually caused by um... poison. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the way the way it poisons caused by like sickness or alcohol or yeah yeah the way most poisons work are is they give the poison condition and then they put writers on it depending on how severe they are oh I get that but they tend to be based around the poison condition so if that went away the writers would go away as well of course this could easily be an esoteric um condition that is beyond the power of a second level spell to defeat yeah so the griffin does look better like it, it perks up and you can tell it's feeling better but you believe that the underlying toxin is still present in its system do do we have any guesses as to what that underlying toxin is uh with your medicine check uh you feel like uh it could be any of probably one of like there's hundreds and hundreds of things that can poison it. Mm. You think you can narrow it down to like twenty things? Mm. So it okay. could be certain metals, mm. like you know, acute copper toxicity. It could be, uh, uh, it could be plants. It could be magical. It could be venom I- from another creature. I was hoping you'd take us down the road of heavy metal poisoning in birds. I was actually going with like more like one of these acetylcholinesterase inhibiting Ooh. pesticides, but it doesn't matter. It just it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, anyhow, we're not going to have a toxicology moment. Why so, not? You think, so you think you've made the the Griffin feel better, uh, but you feel like it is probably still 
uh, subject to whatever effect it it was previously. I'm I'm not actually curing what ails it. I'm just uh, providing supportive care. Yes, <laughs> palliative care. Ugh. I mean, with a with a 19 on your medicine, you feel like this will definitely be fatal, but it might take another three, four, five days. I need to act quickly. If we had different classes instead of palliative care, it would be palliative care. Oh, <laughs> inspiration hey, boy! Uh, I feel like for that reason alone, we should draw this to a close. <laughs> Well, perhaps uh, Wildfire and I can quickly um, accomplish something. I am not sure that you can. Also, we can't hear you, Paige. Ah, to push talk. Uh, let's switch the camera to Wildfire and Victor. So we are, since we think our tiefling friends are potentially under threat, we're going to try and confirm whether they're still around before we go talk to Perrin. Alistair. Ah, gotcha. Uh, so uh, the tieflings really stick out here, uh, both by manner and the fact that there's just, I mean, to see kind of a, a squad of tieflings together is a little unusual in this particular fortress. Uh, so it is not hard to find. Uh, the quartet of tieflings. Um, in fact, they are up on one of the walls uh, and Chara is sketching something and the rest are just kind of hanging out. Lindress actually alertly sees you when you get relatively close. Do you want to actually talk to them or just confirm they're okay? Uh, we want to talk to them. Okay. Lindress sees you when you get close and stands up and raises a fist. I am glad to see that you're okay, my friends. Yeah, it was uh, it was really a thing, but uh, you know they're treating us real well. Uh, your, your forthright is getting getting some care, and uh, we get to walk around as much as we want. But they're uh, they don't they're not letting us leave. Well, that might be for the best. Uh, we came across some intelligence during our patrol that might affect you. Um, we're going to go report to the commander now. I was wondering if you could uh, come with us and stay in like the antechamber somewhere uh, a little less out in the open than on the walls. And Chara looks around and he's like, why? We're I mean, have surrounded you, by the army. If we're have, not you seen, here. have you seen anyone having more interest in you in the last fortnight than when you originally got here? Uh, perhaps. Like who, specifically? Forthright. Na name names. Forthright perks <laughs> up. Well, they just brought in a whole bunch of people about a week, about ten days ago, and uh, they look like they've never seen four tieflings in the same place together at the same time. Hmm. Garneau is nervously chewing at his nails. He's like, yeah, they, they seem pretty friendly. Uh, I mean, it's not bad. It's not, I mean, they're not treating us bad. I mean, not like we're used to being treated bad. Uh, we, like, they really don't like us today at all. And people here are just like, huh, that's interesting, and move right along. Although we keep getting asked if we're if we're satyrs, and we're really not. You said a group of people came in? Um, were they yeah. refugees? Or... No, 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 no. All the, all the new soldiers came in about a week ago. Oh, okay. 
Interesting. Well, we should we you should join us now, and we should go talk to the commanders immediately. I think. Forthright uh, puts a protective hand over her belly. Does does uh, are are we are we in danger in particular? You couldn't be safer than with Victor and I. Yep. Okay, she says. And Chara packs up his his pad and his pencils and puts them under his arm and makes the after you gesture. All right, we will go to speak to the second in command. Um, and hopefully the, our other party members will be there relatively soon. Um, All right, so you are not talking to Salariel. Who was she again? She is the the commander of Fortress Glarendar. Okay, I I couldn't remember because she doesn't talk to us much. Is it because she's like hard to get to, or it, it, she's a little hard to get to because she's super busy? Okay, like she's controlling the defense of the entire eastern front of Aglarond, so she has a lot of bullshit to deal with from Velprintalar, the capital. Plus, she has to keep track of this fortress. Plus, she has to keep track of intelligence and where the rangers are and what they're doing and 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 and, and, and. We'll start with Perrin. He can kick it up the chain at yeah. his discretion. Perrin is specifically responsible for sending foresters out into the marshes and getting them on patrol, getting their intelligence and bringing it back. We have like, intelligence. I mean, we have like written clues from yeah. damn patrols. But like also kind of on uh Perrin's level is uh the quartermaster who basically makes sure that everything in the fort works and is ready and there's enough of it uh but you haven't dealt with her yet so we'll get there uh anyhow yes so Perrin uh actually is making his way towards you as you are making your way towards his office and uh he you recognize his bow-legged walk. And he comes up and says, Aye, you're back! Uh, you're not bringing a quartet of tieflings again? What you got this time? I've no, heard you brought a monster with you. These are the original tieflings. Yeah, no, I, I recognize them. Oh, good. Uh, sir, could we give our report inside, please? He tilts his head to the side, looks at the tieflings, cuts his eyes at the tieflings, and says... Aye, let's go. And uh, steps into his office, gestures you in, closes the door. Uh, there's a, He's got his desk on a side and a bunch of bookshelves, and they're all full of journals uh, that are stuffed full of notes. Uh, like, that's a treasure trove of information. So he takes you over to the kind of the other side. It's His office is L-shaped. He takes you over to the other side where he's got... Uh, several couches and a fireplace just for people to kind of talk. It says, sit down, take a load off. I retrieve from my pack the muddy note and hand it to him. He reaches over and takes it. Well, I mean, it's clean now. It's just not intact. Right, but he's taking it by the corner to be sure. gentle with it. And then puts his hand under it. So it starts reading. Where'd you get this? The lizard folk had ambushed a... Uh, Thayan patrol and had retrieved it within the last 10 day. Unfortunately, they ate all the Thayans, so we couldn't interrogate them uh, in any capacity. Um, and uh, 
but we are concerned, obviously, right? It, it mentions the tieflings in there, at least the scribe in there specifically. It also mess, it mess, mentions the our griffins. And I couldn't help but notice as we arrived that there were no griffins on patrol, which is unusual. Because they're sick. Hmm. But maybe they're not as sick as we think they are. I took the liberty of tasking Mira and Silvio to um, investigate that. They should be reporting their initial findings shortly. Indeed, they are not sick at all. In fact, they are. Bum, bum, bum. All Silvio needs is a cue, and he shall arrive. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's his superpower. I mean, are we? Uh, and we file in with Rass and with Goose. Because Goose is with us always. Poisoned, you say? Um, that is nearly proof that it is a foul play, right? That foul. That is nearly proof that it is someone's plan that is taking them out of commission, rather than simple happenstance. Are we? Uh, the woman there in charge uh, did not want us providing treatments. Uh, something about we were not uh, qualified or something? I'm not sure. That's too Harley. Yeah, she's a hard case. Uh, but good. Knows her stuff. I trust that woman any hour of the day or night. You have to forgive her suspicion. It's pretty, I mean, understandable, I think. So all the griffins are poisoned. One woman has been looking after the poison griffins. Well, suspicious. One one woman has been looking after them after uh, the rest of the griffin riders went to Velprinilar to fetch the vet. And they only left one person in charge. I mean, the griffins aren't flying. It doesn't take a whole lot to take care of them. Plus, she has a bunch of stable hands that uh, work with her also. Forgive me if I am speaking out of turn, Commander, but how many griffin riders does it take to fetch a healer? Well, considering that our new recruits got ambushed by a sizable squad of skeletons on the way in, they sent uh, 10 or 11 of them out. And given there are 12 griffins, it seems like they sent everyone but her. I'm not saying perhaps there is foul play. There is definitely some perhaps mismanagement, if not foul play. But we can look into these things. Did we get the impression at all that she was hiding anything? Let me look at your passive insights. I mean, she didn't particularly want us to treat them, which seems kind of weird. No, no, but she let us examine them. And I think she she would have been uh, more resistant if she was involved. We're going to go back and all of their threads are going to be slit and she's going to be gone. (laughs) It's a possibility. It is a possibility. possibility. Uh, Ross, (laughs) uh, you felt like she was concerned for the griffins and that she didn't fully trust you uh you also think that she might not have been telling you everything she knew uh mira you pick up that she was concerned for the griffins and didn't really trust you 
it merely does not compute for Silvio that someone would not trust him. So that's why it immediately falls into suspicion. Indeed. It's a hard way to go through life, Silvio. Unfamiliar with most human behavior. But when one of the tribe acts in the way that she did, they are usually holding something back. Or was that just me? Well, we will probably have to redouble our investigation. I'd appreciate it if you'd look into it, particularly if you think they've been... Uh, you notice that once you get them in private, the whole pirate act gets dialed down quite a bit. Uh, if the Griffins have been poisoned, that says systemic attack, and it also says there's someone in this fortress who should not be here. I can't help but notice how convenient the timing of the skeleton ambush was as well. Yeah, I mean, there's enough old battlefields around here that it's sometimes a thing that happens. But, mm. to, but to, just it's a bunch of new recruits coming in. And they survived? Not all of them, no. Hmm. Still, we have uh, we have a handful in the infirmary and uh, uh, three or four new four yeah four four new uh, graves out back. Perhaps just enough to cause a little bit of chaos. To what end, Ross? I mean, they got here. Hmm. Maybe they swapped in an imposter. Have we shown him the note? Didn't it mention something about causing a little bit of chaos and taking advantage of that? He, he, he lifts up the note where you did show it to him. Yeah, something like this. You notice that it's signed VS? Oh, I thought that said PS. Uh, it looks like a V. There's no downstroke. Interesting. VS going to show everybody the note. I'm glad my last name is Toussaint and not Sultant. Uh, so uh, I've been working with uh, uh, the tieflings out there, and uh, you know our little scribe was working with Vathlas Saveta, who is the Zulkir of Transformation. Transmutation. Seems like he could easily create some sort of double if he felt she. so inclined. She. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I've, I've been trying to tease out everything I can. Like, for instance, I've learned that this particular Zulkir uh, is charged with maintaining uh, production and trade. And uh, has changed multiple body parts of hers into those of a immortal golem. She also handles the financial systems of they and weather control. All of which is not immediately useful, but it does give us a good picture of who she is, which is useful. 
and apparently it's a popular pastime for the Zulkiers to find as many different fucked up roots to immortality as they can. So VS could be the Zulkir of Transmutation who would want our scribe back. <clears throat> and with that, the scene closes. And it fades to black. And to see what happens next, you'll have to join us next Monday on Feats and Fables. Uh, thank and you next. for joining us on this long form adventure. Uh, we'll have the video up on YouTube, hopefully edited to get our technical fuck ups out of it. Uh, I mean, that will be a thing. I will take care of that thing. Oh, you will take the ring to Mordor. Thank you. <laughs> um, thank you so much, uh, our listeners and supporters, particularly those of you who are sticking with us through our technical difficulties. It's, it's hard enough to put on a game for everybody and get them to enjoy it, and when you're having to fight the system that uh, distributes it, it's really hard. So we really appreciate you sticking with us. We also want to call out Dragon Slayer 19, First Guy and James, our Patreon supporters. Mwah! Mwah! We thank uh, Bolonio, uh, James and Steph 10, and Old Solo Tiger for talking to us in Twitch chat. Maxavare34. And Maxavare34. Thank you. I was not able to get everybody. It was get... Maxavare34. Uh, yep. Tri Tririn, I think. Yeah, Tririn, it's Ron. Oh. Hi, Ron. <laughs> yes. I was reporting uh, that I was, yeah, technical difficulties. Yes. So. Please join us uh, next Monday night. We're going to do some little technological optimization between here and there, I promise. <laughs> but join us next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time to see what happens next. And follow us to adventure! <laughs> Someday. Someday.